Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today has no last name. That is correct. This is Pete Blank. One of these days, I'll be like Oprah, Madonna, you know, <laughs> Pele, just Pete, because the last name is Blank. Because the last name actually is Blank. Literally. And you can verify that at PeteBlank.com. Yes. All one word. And that, that's a great name, Pete. Eh, it's kind of a tough name to grow up with. You know, it's very monosyllabic, you know, so mm-hmm. people, you know, you know, Davidson or Johnson or something, you know, powerful blank, you know, even Jenkins, Jenkins, Jenkins no. is good. Multiple no. syllables, but no. Blank. So, but you know what? It's, it's, it's a hand you've been dealt. We'll go with it. It's okay. Very, very, you know, you have to be proud of your name. So very, very proud of the blank <laughs> family name. Yes. <laughs> But I'm glad that you are. And for all of you listeners, you can just fill in the fill in the blank, however you want to. Yep. Um, Pete, I haven't even given people a reason to listen to you. Yeah, good point. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. You're you're a speaker and and a presenter. You've got a CSP. Now, some people don't know what that is. In the National Speakers Association, there's a designation called Certified Speaking Professional. Yes, that and is correct. It requires all kinds of hoops that you jump through to establish that you're the real deal. Yeah, well, that's what they tell you on paper. It was an honor to to receive that last year. I was pretty excited. But like you said, it takes a lot of paperwork, a lot of time. They want to make sure you have certain years yeah. in the speaking industry and a certain amount of you know revenue generated. And so I'm just happy to be among a lot of great people who have that designation um, of the CSP. It's great. You've got a lot of experience that comes from the world of leadership where you've done some trainings, you've, you've been trained by one of the greatest organizations on the planet, the happiest yeah. place on earth. <laughs> well, uh, you, can, you can tell I've been trained by them because Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Yeah, I was trained yeah. at Walt Disney World, which is the vacation kingdom of the world. So, you know, there you go. Talk, but talk about really being a Disney be, nerd. <laughs> you really want to be happy, you go, got to go to California. That's what everybody says, you know, because yeah. that's where that, that's the original. That's where that's where Walt that's where Walt was. So that was a big deal. You know, something else that caught my attention, though, Pete, has to do with an event that happened in your personal life. You yeah. were living in the great state of Alabama and enjoying, you know, all of the, the perks that go with being in the Deep South and something hit you. Well, it's funny, Paul. I, I, I grew up in Florida and Florida was, um, I grew up in the Tampa St. Pete area and that's kind of going to be your hurricane country. And so I grew up not with a fear of hurricanes, but more along the lines of um, just an awareness. I mean, when they right. would come in, I mean, you would you would watch, but but you would also prepare. You would prepare for a a category one or a category two, and you had a week's notice and and all that kind of stuff. Well. When I moved to Alabama uh, back around 2007, I was real excited not to be in hurricane country anymore and that those natural disasters were put aside. Little did I know there was a thing called a tornado uh, that came through Alabama every now and then. So I, I've, uh, I've uh, learned quickly about those. 
a tornado and this hits you just dead on. Yeah, basically the what what happened was and I remember the date vividly because it it it's one two three one two. So I, I I can always remember it's January twenty third of two thousand twelve. So um there were some bad tornadoes, those of you who remember uh two thousand eleven through the Tuscaloosa area of Alabama where it came really close to hitting um hitting uh, the University of Alabama. I think uh, uh, they got close to 100 people dying. So I I was very familiar with um, tornadoes and how bad they could be. Well, you know, January, you don't get a lot of tornadoes that normally happen, but you're always ready. And we were at, I'll give Logan Steakhouse a plug here. We were at Logan Steakhouse for lunch. And I'll never forget my grandmother, or I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. my my mother-in-law. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> and Logan Steakhouse, by the way, is normally a safe place to eat. So there's that little disclaimer as well. Yes, very safe. It's not going to happen. Nothing bad. Anyway, your great grandmother. What were you saying? <laughs> yes, my well done. My mother-in-law said, "Be careful because of the weather." Because what happens is when it goes from really cold to really hot you know that something bad is, is going to happen as far as tornadoes go. So yeah. so we are literally home that night. They're saying, be careful, there could be tornadoes. My wife and I go to bed. My son at the time, who was 10, was deathly afraid of tornadoes. So he said, can I sleep in the basement? We have a basement down, on, it's kind of underneath the underneath uh, the house. And we said, absolutely. Uh, my daughter went ahead and went to bed in her in her bedroom up on the second, second story. So about four o'clock in the morning, we hear the tornado siren go off because when you live around here, they're outside. They have these big sirens and you, woo! And, oh. you know, they, so we hear that and this is a Sunday night and my wife and I both have to go to work on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I roll over to my wife and I say, do you want to get up? And she's like, no. She's like, turn on the TV. So I said, turn on the TV. And we said, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Woo! It goes off again. So we flick around to our local meteorologist and he says, if you're in the area of Clay, Chalkville, Trussville, get to your safe place. We're like, well, I guess that's us. Now, mind you, you get tornado warnings all the time in the south and you don't really heed them because mm-hmm. it's a huge area that a tornado can can come through and they're kind of small in where they go. So yeah. my wife said, go upstairs and get, you know, get Madison. So I walked upstairs. I got her. We walked down. We, we were sashaying. We were, uh, you know, sashaying. Is not moseying. Our, moseying. Thank you. Yeah, moseying. So we were I'm taking our time. And so, because, you know, oh my word, we have to go downstairs. We got to get up in two hours, and I can't believe we're doing this. So we get downstairs. We bring the dog down. We close the door. It's a, it's a pocket door to our basement. And we weren't down there for longer than 60 seconds, maybe, when all of a sudden the walls start shaking. Oh, and the, unless you've experienced the walls of your house shaking, you've been in an earthquake maybe. And I said, what is that? And she said, hop on the kids. So we have two couches kind of in an L shape in the basement facing uh, televisions. I jumped on my son. She jumped on my daughter. And within about three seconds after that, everybody tells you what a tornado feels like. But this was a, this was an F3 tornado so it was right in the middle on the f1 to f5 f3s i think have about 150 mile an hour winds Mm -hmm. and for about probably 45 seconds the noise the sounds the crushing of bricks uh, appliances falling things blowing away my wife screaming you know jesus be with us god help us god be with us my kids screaming me telling my kids relax and then after about probably 
I don't know, 60 seconds. It felt like five minutes. Mm. It must have been about 60 seconds, deathly quiet, deathly quiet. And that, my friend, was probably the scariest part, more scary than the tornado, because now I had to yell, is everybody okay? And wonder if I'm going to get responses. Any response at all. Right. So my son goes, I'm fine. Now I was smushing him, but he goes, I'm fine. I hear my wife go, I'm fine. And I hear my daughter go, I'm okay. So I'm oh. like, good. So mentally breathe. here, here's how, yeah. So you breathe, you relax. And, and by the way, it's, this is going to be hard to explain to you, but at this point, I still didn't know it was a tornado. Um, at this okay. point, you still think that a big wind happened, something funny happened, maybe maybe a wall fell in because we couldn't move. We were laying horizontal on, on the couches on top of our kids, and neither of us could stand up. I mean, there was so much stuff it on top of on us. Top of you. It, co- it collapsed on top of you. So so I I could move my left arm, but that was it. So I could but when I felt around there was just, you know, you felt wall and you felt and then you start smelling gas. And so when you start smelling gas and you start feeling water on your feet and all that stuff, and you're still like, what happened? What happened? I don't know what happened. Everybody's okay. Okay. What are we going to do? Mom, I'm scared. What are we going to do? So we got real worried. And then my daughter said, because she was 15 at the time, I have my cell phone. She had brought her cell phone down with her, like any good teenager. Always got it on her person. <laughs> and she used that to this day, anytime, anytime in the next three years when she was living at home. And I said, put the cell phone down, put it away, stop it. She would go, this cell phone saved your life, dad. So she, <laughs> you got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing. Yeah, this cell phone. So to kind of make a long story short, we were, quote unquote, buried alive, for lack of a better word, for probably 60 minutes or so. Um, and then when when they came, they had to they, they had to dig us out, and it took a long time. And then I you you can barely hear people talking above your head because you're yelling, "We're down here! We're down here! We're down here!" They can't hear you. Right. So that's how much stuff. I mean, two full stories of house has either blown down or blown on, so they can't hear a word. We hear them saying things like, "Get a chainsaw! Get a chainsaw!" And we start yelling, "No chainsaw! No chainsaws! We're in no, here! Because, no, we're 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 down here!" And Wow. And so um, when, when they finally poked a hole through, they pulled out my wife, pulled out my, um, my daughter, I, and then my son went out, and then I went out. And this shows you how much I'm in shock. I love my dog. I got a Labrador retriever, and I loved her. And I'm like, leave the dog. Leave the dog. I don't care. Leave the dog. And the fire guys, the firefighters were like, we can get your dog. And I'm like, okay. You know, it's not too – because I was ready to get, to get out of there. Right. Um, and then I walked, it was still dark, it was pitch dark and there was no electricity. So I walked right to the ambulance. They, they closed the subdivision. We went to our, to our, um, to our parents, uh, to my in-laws house. And when we came back the next day, about eight hours later and the light was the first time I saw, there was nothing. And oh. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's, um, that's why we couldn't move because everything, everything was gone. You know, Pete, you sent me some pictures of what that looked like after the fact. You see this stuff on the news. You see it in Time Magazine. You see, this isn't what happens to your house. No, no. I mean, you're exactly right, especially when you think about the track. In some of those pictures I sent you, if you look, you'll see down our cul-de-sac, there's three or four houses that still have roofs and a few tiles got blown off. And then on our side of the street, 
literally crushed complete all devastation of, all of the homes yeah um we wow. were very lucky there, there there was no loss of life in our subdivision that was my biggest worry some of our neighbors had broken legs uh broken arms um this one lady broke her back um but there was yeah. one loss of life at the neighborhood on the other side of the mountain um there was actually a, mm -hmm. a, a, a a this is how scary this is there was a 16 year old girl who was an honor student um, who was sleeping on her bed and it sucked her and her mattress out through the window and she landed about 400 yards away, but the pressure just pretty much convexed on her chest and killed her instantly. And, um, she was laying on her mattress 400 yards, like never, never removed wow. her mattress. And, um, that was really, really sad for the community. Um, but to only have one loss of life was just, um, shocking with a storm of that, yeah. of that nature. This has set us up for a conversation. As we come back from this break, Pete, I want to dig into what you have learned from this, yeah. what it has taught you, because I think there are some really clear lessons that we can apply to life. Absolutely. From what you've learned here. Folks, this is Pete Blank at Live On Purpose Radio today. When we come back, we'll get into those principles. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Pete Blank at Live On Purpose Oof. Radio today. Pete, wow. Yeah. What, what a tale. I mean, this is the stuff you hear on the news or, you know, somebody shares this fantastic story that happened to them and, and this happened to you and your family. You got to come face to face with the power of Mother Nature. Yep. Um, you take tornadoes seriously now like you we always sure did do. hurricanes? Yes, without a doubt. Um, Without but you learned some things too. Can you uh, can you dissect that a little bit for us? Yeah, there's you know when you go through an event like this, there's so much you learn and so much you you take away that I'm not sure in just these these few minutes. It's 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 more of a, of a four hour dialogue or eventually a book, um, <laughs> which will which will kind of sure. cover this. But first and foremost, for me and depending on your listeners, um, it just strengthened it strengthened my faith. Um, there's you know things happen. I, I used to be a very big believer in coincidence. Oh, that's a coincidence that happened. Now I'm a I'm much more big firm believer in um, there's some, there's some guiding principles and there's, there's, you know, God is in charge. Mm. Basically is kind of all I can say there. In fact, we had a Bible. We, we lost a whole lot of stuff, um, got blown away. The, one of the first things that when my daughter was pulled out, 
there was a fireman who handed her our Bible and said, this was laying right on top of where you were. You may want to take this with you. Now, keep in mind, we couldn't find our mm. bed. Our bed was gone. But How do you a lot, lose a bed? <laughs> a bed, but the Bible made it to stay right on top of her. So there's things like that that really strengthened, strengthened my faith. Um, something else that my wife and I both got better at is understanding that people deal with traumas in different ways and your way and your way is not the only way or the best way we decided for us the best way for us to deal with a trauma and i i don't like to call it a tragedy because no one lost their life so if i had lost my son or my daughter i'm not sure like if we didn't go upstairs and bring them down i'm not sure how the discussion would i be as flippant isn't the right word. Would, 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 would I be as, oh, chalk it up to a life lesson as I am. So that's why I call it more of a trauma instead of an actual um, tragedy. But people deal with trauma in, uh, in uh, different ways. And our way to handle it was to rebuild right away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Literally within 48 hours, we said, let's find a builder. Let's find someone to clean this up. Let's get with our insurance. How long will it take? Let's get back in the same house in the same location as soon as possible. And then we met neighbors who were literally taking three, maybe four weeks going through their possessions. Why did this happen? Um, this seems wrong. Not, not, not really woe is me, but just taking longer to process right. everything and decide how they wanted to handle it. And my wife and I would talk and say, Shouldn't they be moving forward? Like, shouldn't they? They haven't even contacted their 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 their, their builder yet. They haven't. And we had to talk and say, <laughs> we're just lucky that our personality styles are well. Everybody's here. We're okay. Life is good. We lost half of our stuff. No big deal. Let's re. You know, that's our style, and we no. don't ever want to inflict that on anybody else. Because people took a lot of different ways that they handled, you know, this particular situation. So it, it's it's yes. helped us to to be a lot more patient and realize. Something else that we always talk about is um, not everybody has a tornado. This was a big learning for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have people in the workplace or your coworkers who are going through divorce, who are having problems in their marriage, whose daughter brought home their first D, you know, and or who ran over the cat accidentally in the car on the way home and they come to work and I, I work here in a, in a, in a training department, you know, mm-hmm. and if, if one of my employees comes in and starts crying and going, I've had a horrible day. I, I ran over a cat on the way to work. My initial response would be, well, that's great. That's one less cat in the world, <laughs> but that's not really. <laughs> You're going to take <laughs> some flack for that somewhere. There'll be a few comments on your, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah comment Dr. Paul at I love cats. It's- Um, but you know, that's important to them, you know? So, I mean, while everybody doesn't have a tornado per se, everybody has these moments in their life, as you're well aware that it's important to them. So I've had to realize that, that no matter how insignificant I think your problem is, it could be a tornado size problem to you. And I've had to really learn to be a better listener. It's Um, your tornado, right? Whatever that tornado is. And I love the way that you said, Pete, that we all handle it differently. It's not that it's right or wrong. It is interesting, however, that thoughts have consequences. And the way you choose to handle something is going to determine a lot of things about the course that you take following the, the incident, the trauma, the tragedy, whatever it is. 
Right. And it's not, you know, you know, you're a professional speaker too, and we try not to overuse cliches, but one of the most popular ones, you know, is, you know, it's not, what is it? It's not, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond, mm. you know, to, to, to what happens. And that's, that was important to us. I mean, we, we did not want, we wanted to say, and again, maybe part of it is our faith that no one dies. So this is not a big deal. I mean, yes, it's going to take nine months to rebuild. Yes, I have to live with my in-laws for nine months. Yes, I lost a lot of personal possessions. Uh, yes, this is an extremely big inconvenience. But that's nothing in comparison to what that family who lost a 16-year-old daughter went through. So right. who, am I, who am I to walk around saying that this is a, a, a terrible thing? Um, it's just... It is what it is. It is what it is. And then how you react to it, like you said, is a big deal. You know, Pete, I've had the honor and the humbling privilege to interview people on this show where the death did occur. Yeah. Or they did lose someone. Uh, or they lost parts of their body or their functioning or paralysis or whatever it is. And, and you compare that to the loss of property and there's not even a comparison. Not even, not even close. Even for them, Pete, I have, I have found that they tell me the same thing, that it's your attitude. It, it's how you handle this that matters. And sometimes there is a tragic loss. There are still principles that can guide you to a, a joyful experience. Yes. Even after something like this happens. So whatever the tornado is that hits you, it's principles that determine the outcomes. Well, and it ties back into this show when we were talking earlier and you said, you know, don't forget this show is about purpose and about living on purpose. You know, part of you has to stand back and say, well, I'm still here. So that must mean that I'm working towards something greater. I mean, the, there has to be a, pur there's a purpose that this event happened to me. And like you said, whether it's people you've had on the show who've had major tragedies or me with a slight trauma, there's, there, there's a purpose. Maybe this made me a better person. Maybe this made me more patient. Maybe this made me understand the insurance industry better. <laughs> you know, maybe, so it's, it's, Where it's still, is the purpose? It, yeah, it, it's still, I mean, what, what has this done? And, and, and part of it is, I think, number one, part of the purpose was to be stronger in my faith. But another part of the purpose of this was just help me be more, help my whole family be more thankful for what we have versus the possessions, versus what is in the, and this is a real quick, funny story. When you first buy a house, it's important that you load it with everything. We, we've got an empty wall here. We've got, an empty, we've, got, we've got a four bedroom house. We're just one couple. We've got to fill every room with furniture. You know, otherwise it's not complete. Mm -hmm. When we rebuilt the second time in our dining room is a table and six chairs in our formal dining room. And before we had the tornado be like, we need, we, we need a hutch. We, we need a buffet. We need all this stuff. And it's been all these years, all these years. And we're like, well, why? It's just going to get blown away. <laughs> you, know, have, you really have, need that stuff yeah, to get blown away. We, yeah, we haven't even gone back and done that. So it, it, uh, it really does refocus you. It really does. Yeah, you get your priorities straight. Absolutely. And, it, and it's funny that you called this a minor incident. No, that, interesting, right? I mean, yeah, like you it, said, part, part of it has to be your perspective. Now, now, granted, it's about seven years removed. When was it? 2012, 2012 about seven years removed. At yeah. the time, within that first, I would say, 48 hours, it was the worst thing that ever could have happened. And then once the shock wears yeah. off and you sit back and re 
possess and you have and you got people in your life paul you got people in your life who come in and tell you it's going to be okay this is not a big deal and they've had bigger tragedies than you have um you know their kids are hooked on drugs and are going through a terrible time and they're there to support you and you're like oh my word i should be supporting i should be supporting you you we all have our stuff yeah yeah everyone's got their stuff this is one thing that I've really enjoyed about, about this podcast and especially in the professional speaking community where I, that's where I connected with you because we're yes. both professional speakers and we associate. Yes. I've, I've noticed that one of the purposes, perhaps, is that we take what has happened to us and we use that to serve others. I have a colleague who calls it, your mess becomes your message. And that may be a little cliche too, but it's a beautiful uh, it capture of what it is that's happening around purpose. I, I think we as human beings love a resilient story. I think we as human beings love a look who pulled up their bootstraps, overcame something and moved on. Yep. And whether you share that in podcast or webinars or from the stage, um, something as simple. And, you know, I've got the photos you were talking about. And depending on what my talks are, it's always a really nice closing to show here's my house before, here's my house after, and the enormous gasp from the audience. You tell the story, what you learned, and then people come up afterwards and say, I'm going through my own personal tornado in my life, so you've helped yeah. me realize I can get over this. So you're exactly right. Maybe, maybe the purpose is now we have a message to share that can help others overcome adversity and find their purpose. Right, Absolutely. right. Wow, powerful stuff, Pete. Good stuff, man. How how can people connect with you if they want a little more of this action? Absolutely. Yeah, my my website is peteblank.com. Um, what I also do, if you go to my homepage there and go to the very bottom, there's a opt-in on my website, and I send out a weekly video called Pete's Points, which is a weekly leadership tip. Two minutes, comes right to your email. I don't sell you anything. I don't, I don't put you on any sort of list. I send you an email once a week just as a motivational two-minute message on how to be a better leader, how to be a better uh, person in the workplace. It's on my website, PeteBlank.com. I'm also on you know the typical LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You can mm-hmm. search my name and, and then find me there. So um, I, just, I just feel part of my calling is to help others get better get better at what they do and help them be the best leaders they can be. And whether that's through storytelling or through talking about leadership, um, I'm happy to help. Mm, wonderful. I think you've given us a taste for how that works today. And I, I certainly appreciate your contribution here. I love stories like this that give me an opportunity to take a look at my own tornadoes. Yes. And, and have some hope because you can, there's, there's light on the other side of this thing, isn't there? There's always an end coming uh, at the end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel to help you. And let me let me give you a plug here as well. We just connected a little while ago, and I spent some time on your um, YouTube channel with all the things that you're you're doing some incredible work to help people as well. So uh, thanks thanks to what you're doing, it's very very good to look at. Thank you, and thank you all who are listening. Uh, if you found value here, please consider sharing this with others. And now that you've got some of these ideas under your own scalp here, it's time. It's time. Thanks for the scalp joke. Very nice. Very nice. That just. (laughs) You know what we're talking about here. Um, Thank you, Pete, for your contributions. It's time, everybody, to go live on purpose. Purpose.